boom. There we go. Oh man, it tells you Whoa. it does the whole thing. Yeah, like, it so dimes you, know, you out now. It's like when you're trying to take screenshots and never mind, you're FaceTiming somebody and all right. Well, this is clapped out episode. Uh what how how many who are we at? Who knows? At Who's this in point? the glass? Who's that? It's a nice glass you're drinking out of there, Mike. What are you just a glass of ice water there, bud? Churching it up a little bit here. There it is. <laughs> keeping, it, keeping it classy for you, fellas. There you go. I got the uh the pizza I the, hut. I got the cup. bottle of water. Man, the Pizza Hut cups. You ever see a server drop like a stack of 40 of those things and it takes 10 <laughs> minutes for them to quiet down? It sounds like a strike in bowling. So, Mike, we have some stuff. We actually don't have some stuff. We only have one thing planned for this podcast. Let's, and wait, it let's wait till we reveal it. Let's no, wait I know. We're live. I know. Okay. Calm down. Just right. calm I'm yourself. Sorry. I'm just giving him a little prep. It's like my first rodeo, bud. So... We have uh, one segment planned, and unfortunately for you, you are going to be taking the angle of a member of like the Shark Tank and deciding whether or not you want to invest in an up-and-coming product that Clapped Out would like to debut. Um, oh, yeah, it's going to be good. I think you're going to want to be on yeah. board. That sounds fun. This is um, groundbreaking. It's 100% Logan's idea, and yes. I think it's uh, it's a game changer for the motorsports world. I will say it's a, it, it was a, the inception was mine, but I think collaborative effort has really brought this product to what I would consider the limelight of automotive motorsports. <laughs> oh, I get it. There's Clean bathrooms that drag strips across the nation. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm, no, it's about I mean, time. All right. This, cool. this, this will transcend all genres of motorsports, not just drag racing. I think we could really, I think we could make a pitch for this specifically in, in, in many different facets. Um, and it'll have to be in a faucet too by the time you're done using it. But at the same time, <laughs> uh, but at the same time, that's not the the core thesis of of our of our podcast today. Um, Rye, you can take it away from here because I you are much better prepared than I am for these things. Are we are we are we doing the pitch right off the bat now? I mean, I, Mike, you called. You want us to you want us to Shark Tank it right now, or you want to wait? Uh, this is a hell of a buildup. I mean, just just let's just, just yeah. go for it. Okay. Yeah, so if you guys suspense. are tuning in live on Facebook, we are live now. Um, oh, hold on. I am live on my personal page. Let me fix that. So, God dang it again. Do we got to start over again? No, no, doesn't matter. We're still recording. It's just not a professional outlet here. Yes. Well, <laughs> it's not a professional. <laughs> um. All right, so we're just living up to the hype. That's all. <laughs> Basically, this is kind of our kind of our thing. Our comfort zone is very clear. We don't have one. It's always we're always operating outside of our comfort zone. Um, but yeah, so this whole this entire product, I think, is going to be helpful. And I think the main thing. Are we on Facebook again yet, Rye? Almost. Oh man, you are the worst. I am. I bet your prom date hated you. I, I feel like. You shouldn't reveal this until the, you know all the media outlets are on board. So, yes. um, tell me about your nine project cars in the meantime. You know what are what are you almost <laughs> finishing and selling prematurely? What's going on? That could be me or Rye. So you yeah, want to you have to be I'll more, go first. More You're the only one I notice on Facebook that's like, oh, I got this four door. It's yeah. not all there, and it, it could be nice, but it's not nice now. Thirty thousand dollars. Who wants? Sold. <laughs> That car, uh, yes, yeah, so that car is, it's an EF Civic sedan that we did a all-wheel drive K-series turbo, made 550 all-wheel horse, and it weighs like 2,300 pounds or something. It sounds so, amazing. Why do you oh, get it's rid of it? Because, well, the reason I listed it was we were in the middle of buying a home, and uh, I could use the extra money. The, 
the problem was that we didn't end up buying the home. In the meantime, though, I had already taken a deposit on the car and the gentleman was very serious about buying it. And at this point, I'm not going to unsell him the car. Um, right. So, you no longer have to adult. Yes. But, you know, you, you do have to be a man. And, yeah. You know, um, car's cool, though. It need, I'm waiting on the cylinder head to get done. And then once cylinder head's done, put it back together. I, I made two hits in it on the street. First hit went great. Second <laughs> hit, not so great. Um, That's the other thing that amazes me about you. It's like the car's not done and it's wounded sold 30 grand who wants it and you somehow are able to sell this i mean it's, it's not a mark four supra let's be real here people this is a four-door yeah, much much more desirable chassis i agree with you completely. Uh, but the all-wheel drive swap for me that's what really got my attention i was like all those things and that's the thing like i didn't i didn't know how to um i didn't know what to expect rather with those all-wheel drive combos because you use a freelander diff uh, or viscous coupler out of a land rover freelander and so you, you know, you read the stuff online, like the, and you look at like how a viscous coupler works and you think, okay, maybe it'll do the job, but we tried to free turn this thing on the bench. And I'm like, there's no way in hell this is going to work. I don't understand how this works. And the first hit on the street, I was like, oh, this, this freaking works. Like it works really, <laughs> really, really well. Uh, we launched it a couple of times, not like off two step, but just kind of rolling into the throttle out behind the shop. And man like front wheel drive for like 0.5 seconds before the rears catch up and the second the rears catch up it just takes off uh but yeah it's a it was a cool combo and i think it would be useful in this scenario to use our product on this car yes we're and ready see, hearing this gives me hope because i'd like to do naughty things to a gmc cyclone for yes. the k-series and all-wheel drive oh and, yeah uh, <clears throat> um because yeah that would make everybody angry it would and the parts makes me are, happy <laughs> <laughs> the biggest pain in the ass would be axles and that's not even a pain in the ass just get them made like well if you're gonna bastardize one what is it people use Oldsmobile bravadas the yeah, dude that has the, the yeah. real one would be funnier the all-wheel drive um cutlass i think that's what he used was like a oldsmobile bravada transfer case and drivetrain like the front half or whatever and like combination of that and trailblazer ss parts or something i thought yeah. it had like 4080 like a some yeah I can't so remember. there's a there's another version. Um, uh, it's basically a rebadged Trailblazer SS with a different dash, and I think the it's Saab? the Saab. Yeah, nine three yeah. X Arrow or whatever. Yeah, yeah. the Arrow. Mm -hmm. And dude, they're like forty five hundred bucks on yeah. Facebook Marketplace. I'm like, have I'm you ever looked at the front end of those cars or trucks or whatever you want to call them and realize that the front axle runs through the oil pan? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's something. I had somebody hit me up after if I wanted to do a cam on one. I was like, absolutely not. Yeah, no. sold. I'll do it right, I'll do it right <laughs> when, now. When I, when I see that, I, I'm like, you're the same dude that put the starter in the intake valve yes. with a Tundra motor. Oh, like, or thank a, you for a North that. Star. Yeah. Thank you. The North Star. Thank you too. We had one of those. There's another car that has it in the intake valley that's a pain in the ass. What am I thinking of? Do we had know. one in the shop. Um, are we live on Facebook? Can you? We are. We are. are. Ready, you ready for this? Yeah, oh, yeah. change the world, right? Okay. Yeah. So. Um, we really thought you'd be the perfect candidate to pitch this to because you are somebody and you're, you have a storied career of driving sketchy shit. That's basically the whole premise of most of the shows that you're on is we haphazardly throw something together. We take it out and we drive the ever living crap out of it. And then whatever happens, happens. Right. And yeah, try to stay alive. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. we figure you'd be the perfect product development and potential investor. And I know, let's, let's go a step further. I'd say engineer almost. Cause I think yeah. that you're going to bring a lot to the table in terms of honing, refining, 
tightening the uh, the stipulations, and, yes. not stipulations. Let's say the specs of the of the product itself. <laughs> the you waiver. I mean? <laughs> like you got you got to you really. I think we got to just take the plunge. We just got to dig deep and 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 so reduce the product. I think here. This is about data acquisition. Number okay. one, first and foremost, data. Yes. Data is drastically important. I think it's often overlooked by a lot of like entry level guys. They don't understand that, you know, I've, I've seen guys go to the track with a new combination and they try to run down the track and they don't even look at data logs. They don't do they don't anything. Care. They don't, they don't care. care. And I think this is a vitally overlooked piece of data. Um, or no, I wouldn't say overlooked. It's just, it's, it's very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Contaminated by uh, the driver's opinion. Did you make a butt dyno? You know what? Close. It's interesting it's, that you mentioned that. It's interesting. Hang on. So, like how much pu how much pucker you know is induced during the first <sighs> six months? What, what are we talking about here? Hey, Ryan, why don't you go reader? ahead and get Hold the on. prototype real quick? Hang on. Go While ahead. I'm doing that, here you guys just take a take a look at this. <laughs> oh my have, god! We have, oh decided, my god. <laughs> we have decided to pitch the first ever strainal gauge. <laughs> don't trust Wait. your gut. Trust your butt. The clapped out Maybe. strainal gauge. For the record, they did not tell me this ahead of time. <laughs> Apparently, we shared the same brain. Yeah, we didn't. We did not tell you this ahead of time because we figured the best way to pitch this was live because it's Shark Tank. It's straight Shark Tank. Now mm. we've come up with a prototype, as you can see behind me. There's a prototype involved now. <laughs> now, we not specifically you. <laughs> you don't have to be the one to test it if you, unless you want to. No, but I'll be super. I'll be super judgy. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you my give you my input from a, a safe distance. The goal, so the this goal is, of this data is is first and foremostly to to measure the amount of sheer pucker experienced on a a quarter mile, half mile, hell, uh, road race track. We don't care. We want to we want to lay that data over RPM, drive shaft speed, wheel versus wheel speed. Let's figure out when you're spinning. Are you puckering? And if you yeah. are, how's that affect? A lot of people do steering angle sensors. Yeah, no one does a, no one does a keister sensor. Yeah, we you know we thought about it like a lot of times the, the driver will come back and be like, meh, it was like easy A to B, felt totally mellow. And everybody's like, well, from the starting line, I saw your whole driver's side door. You got like really sideways. Like, nah, I had that. Yeah. I was cool as a cucumber inside of there. But the you know, straddle gauge doesn't lie. Mm -hmm. You cannot trust a driver, any driver. I don't trust myself. Yeah. So uh, we have it hey, set up we, off of we lie. <laughs> we're, exactly. We're worse than we think we are. And then we lie. <laughs> so, the seat in the background, I can't ride. I don't know that I can do the whole interview with that thing sitting behind you. Should I move it? I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's so got, bad. You so excited, it, what we have set up here is, you know, it, it, we have two options. Um, the one that's displayed here is the USB interface for a standalone data logger. Like if you just want to plug it into a laptop. Bluetooth a is still phone. coming. Yeah, yeah, it's still coming. Um, you can just use it off of your phone. Uh, we're going to also offer a, you know, just a simple, like a regular five volt sensor, three wire hookup, which will be compatible with all your major uh, aftermarket oh, engine manufacturers. Oh. Um, temp, temp and pressure. It's yes. dual. Yeah. Yes. Temp and pressure. Yeah. Oh yeah. So if you're sick, you, you need to have both. Yeah. Can you measure no. viscosity with that as well? I mean, you, don't, you can, you don't want to, but you can. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and we're also, this one is obviously permanently affixed to the seat. Um, we're going to come up with like an underwear system in case you have like multiple cars. We, we don't want to expect people to buy multiple of these for more than, if they have more than one vehicle. Or so, sharing. We don't advise sharing these. Like somebody like you that has, you know, more cars than you can count. Well, 
Yeah, I don't know there if you can go. count that high. <laughs> you know, I got to admit, lately, uh, I, I've been thinking about my career. Oh, no. And I thought to myself, you know, I, I really uh, I really enjoy tuning and building. And, and uh, I don't need to I don't need to drive anymore. You know, I, I, I don't even need to own the car anymore. Um, and you pretty much have just sold me on that idea that I never want to drive again um, if I have to give the crew chief all my data yeah <laughs> like all of them. okay so you're out on this one is what you're saying what i'm saying here is, is <laughs> good on you i just don't want to be a test case i think <laughs> some I things think, are sacred i think my we're trying to figure part, out the sizing thing yeah like, no you can't it's not a one-size-fits-all deal so that's the favorite, i'm gonna move this part about this so far is him going uh they did not tell me about this beforehand <laughs> That's my, that has got to be the highlight of the entire show. Thank you so much for that. But yes, it does. It, it's not even affixed to the seat. He doesn't even try. I, I really, know. I thought he was going to. No, from, from here, it looked legit. Like I, I saw a cord hanging out and I was like, is that a, nah, well, maybe it is. Don't know. Let's not be too judgmental. No, no, no. You got to be all, all encompassing, all accepting. It is his garage. What, uh, what are you wearing? What shirt are you wearing there, Rye? Oh, uh, Gator belts and patty belts and Monte Carlos and El Dorado's. Is can that foreshadowing name? Drag Week 2021? No. Can you name the artist? It's from a, it's from an Outcast song. Oh, Outcast is the artist. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Get no, it's not foreshadowing Drag Week. Oh, okay. Now are you guys doing Drag Week? We are. We One are. way or another, Together. we will be there. <laughs> we are for sure yes. crossing swords the whole yes. time. Who's recording the data? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna share we have a double-sided one we're gonna to wear together yeah which which car are you guys taking we're trying to figure out that out right now um we're not taking i won't say that we're not not taking my car but we're probably not taking my car we're trying to find something um cool and fun and possibly fast so my buddy scott that i've done drag week with uh the, the two times that we've gone um this year's his 50th birthday and he's he's been chomping at the bit to get out there and do it so we signed him up as the driver and he's been frantically trying to find something to take uh he's got a split bumper camaro but if he takes his camaro he's of the mindset i want to be competitive but the really only classes that it fits into would be like pro street or unlimited so uh he's trying to find something that would just be cool and fun to take and kind of coming up empty-handed quite a bit so we're, we're, we're trying to figure this out and uh, we're going to try and find something with uh, at least four seats. So all three of us can basically, basically it's going to be like me and Logan annoying Scott the entire time and Scott trying not to kill us. Drive just, straight into a bridge embankment. Yeah, <laughs> but we will be there. Yeah. Unlimited's good. You get to, you know, you get to run pretty much, I think, whenever you want to. Um, oh yeah, they have their own lane, uh, huh? Yeah, you got your own lane for tech. You got, I mean, yeah, you know. But here's the thing is you can't just go unlimited. You have to be forced into unlimited based on yeah. you know the mods in your car. So I'm all for showing up with something that's not competitive unlimited and just having the time of my life. Because so, even if you like, show up for something completely weird and it fits into unlimited, no matter how slow it is, you're going to be top 10 probably. Or, or have fun. I mean, yeah. like my Cadillac, it, it doesn't fit into anything but unlimited. Yeah. So yeah. when it's done and I go, we're going to end up in unlimited. I don't care. Is that what you're taking? <laughs> Uh, I won't be there this year. I got to work. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We're filming Ooh. that week and uh, we can't, we can't, uh, can't film another, another episode of roadkill about that. Um, 
because we're let's be honest we're not going to top what we did the last time anyway yeah um so yeah so we won't be there unfortunately uh Freiburger will be there oh no wait we're not filming hold on let me back that up we're not filming roadkill we're filming faster with finnegan that mm-hmm. so i believe Freiburger is probably going to be there announcing but i won't yeah. be there damn dude well, well, i guess we're not going now yeah well Screw that. We'll hang that one up. Turn the lights off. We'll just try <laughs> next year, you know? But no, we're going to, we're going to go for sure. Um, one way or another, uh, I'm going to be there. I just requested off at work. I just put it on the calendar. It's how I request off. I just say, I'm not going to be here. Yeah. And hope that you guys should don't. just buy something crappy, you know, that's, show that's up, kind of show, show up untested and see how fast you can make it by the end of the week. If you, you know? could, so, see, if you could look at the marketplace searches on Facebook, I have, you'd know that that is the intended <laughs> area where he's searching Michigan. Sure. I just saw, I won't say this is the perfect car for you guys, um, but I'm hugely interested in what you could do with it. It's a Ford F-150 truck that has three rear axles. It's a Trandom and it's bagged and body dropped and has a small block Ford in it. Yeah, I'll take uh, that. It's all wrong, but what happens? I don't know. Let's try this. (laughs) I love it. It's It's here in Georgia. It's like 8,000 bucks. Yeah, he's like, I'm in. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the plan right now. We're trying to figure something out. Um, I was talking to, at Street Cartago, we're talking to James and, and Garrett about that. And those guys are running all of the endurance drag racing events this year, which yeah. is absolutely crazy. They did the Midwest Drags, Rocky Mountain Race Week, doing Drag Week, and then they're going to do 2.0, which is, you know, that's back-to-back with Drag Week. So, those dudes are running ragged with their stuff. Yeah, that is hardcore. Especially that Rocky Mountain Race Week looks like it was the most brutal thing in the history of endurance this, drag racing. This past one, yeah, with yeah. The, the the heat that they were enduring on that, it was. I don't know how they. It was did a it. lot of miles too. Yeah, that's that's one event. It's on the bucket list. I do want to make it out there to the the OG. The 2.0 looks fun, but the I want to run the 1.0 for sure. Yeah, that looks cool. Boys, I will have to be stepping away, and I appreciate your time. Rye, can you handle this without me with Mr. Mike? Sure can. All right. Mike, well, thank you so much food. for coming on, man. I appreciate you. All right. No Later, problem, man. Dude. Work calls. <laughs> Good seeing you. Later. Later. So you have been um, exceptionally busy, it looks like. Uh, when I don't know how much of the cat you can let out of the bag because you guys post pictures of the 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 car on Facebook quite a bit, but you guys just recently completely bastardized a Mopar, and I am so excited because I want to yeah. know how many hate comments have you gotten on that thing? Oh, it's been fun. I've gotten so many. <laughs> you even it's read them anymore been... at this point? I do. I do. Like like in general, like when I post something, there's three things that are given. I'm probably on the toilet when I do it, and uh, and uh, and I'll read the comments for you know the few minutes I'm there, and then I'll go back in a half hour later and, and read some more, uh, and then after that I I got ten jobs I got to do so right um, so after about a half hour I usually don't see the comments anymore just because I'm you know tied up um, but yeah I, I've read them and it's been amazing yeah there's so many pissed off people about that car and. Uh, and it's great to know there's that many narrow-minded people out there, you know, in the hot rod world. See, I didn't get it. Like, I, I mean, you've seen my car, and you know, b- behind me, I've kind of like gone back into um, 
or kind of proven to myself to everybody that I'm not just like an LS guy. I got kind of labeled as that for a little bit there by like local people and friends like behind me and sitting outside of my garage. Every one of these Mustangs has a Ford motor in it, which is very rare for me. Um, but I had a conversation with, uh, one of my, my buddies. Um, he had a Ford with a small block Ford in it. And he's like, I just don't understand. He was like bleed Ford blue. He's like, I don't get, why would you do that? I said, well, think about like a five liter block, like an old school, fox body with a windsor motor in it you push north of 550 horsepower yeah you get two four cylinders at that point so now you got to put an aftermarket block in the thing and if you don't go with a ford racing r302 block you do dart or whatever like at that point how much of the original ford motor is still ford besides like the architecture and the design like it's all metal and plastic at the end of the day who gives a shit and Three weeks later, he's like, hey, I was really thinking about what you said. So uh, what do you think we put an LS in our car? So <laughs> converted Boy, it. There's nothing wrong with brand loyalty. It's fine to have that. But man, if that's the only thing you experience in your life, oh, you're missing out on so many good I things. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. I can't wait to see that thing shredding, though. It looks like a super fun project. It really is. And here's the thing. And, and for those of you that don't know, I, I have the world's worst 68 Dodge Charger. Like it is an utter pile of crap. Um, it sat in a barn for 49, almost 50 years, just rotting away uh, before I bought it from a guy who got it off eBay. And um, and it's just a crappy car. And um, But I grew up watching the Dukes of Hazard, and I always wanted a 68 Charger, but I, I wasn't going to spend 30 or 40 grand on a, on a nice one. You know, I... I bought something that it didn't matter if I slid it around a corner and hit a tree with it, it'd be fine, you know? And so uh, I put a big block Mopar in it and a six speed manual and, and we filmed some episode of Roadkill about it and some episodes of Finnegan's Garage about it. And it's it's a fun car, but it's not a great car. It doesn't do anything well. And, and that motor, when I bought it, the dude I bought it from screwed up part of the assembly of the motor. And so it, you know, it it spun the cam gear and, uh, and you know, broke the dial out of the snout of the cam. And it, it's, that motor's unhappy. It's never yeah. been happy the whole time I've owned it. And so the car itself, it's just meh, you know? Yeah. I've always wanted a Mark IV Toyota Supra. Well, those things, they cost more now as a roller than a 68 Charger does. Like if you've priced Mark IV Supras right now, it's like insane. a good one is like a junk one is 35 to 40 grand. Yeah. And a great one is 60 to 80. Like yeah. they're nuts, right? Well, I was like, well, all right, I just want to experience the 2J more than anything. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to put a 2J in this charger because it'll make me excited about the charger again. And oh, by the way, it's probably going to make some people angry, which makes me happy. I got to be honest. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a troll Which is, heart, which is be funny because the last time you were on here, you had a very much uh, like a, a respect all builds approach. I do. 100%. <laughs> but you love there, trolling. There's no... <laughs> I love trolling. There's no rules to this. Like yeah. I, I am oh, not yeah, gonna yeah. make not fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna make fun <laughs> of anybody's build style. What's the point of that? You know, right. do they enjoy it? Yeah, great. Is it for me? Maybe not, but I'm not gonna talk shit on it. Um, however, if you're gonna get angry that I put a 2J in a 68 charger, well, and you you've missed the point, and I'm probably gonna troll you for it and get some <laughs> enjoyment out of that. <laughs> And so, uh, so yeah, like a couple of days ago uh, on Roadkill, we we wrapped up a four and a half day complete 2J swap in that charger. And I promptly put videos of it doing burnouts and shooting fireballs out of the exhaust on the internet. And 
and there were a lot of people that were like ruined the car you know, oh, it was I'm ruined so... before you started oh that's, i don't think that's I... what people understand like if you watch the videos of it's the, the death metal charger when you first got it or any of the follow-up videos on that thing like it's kind of a basket case you know yeah. It doesn't do anything good. It's like, called death metal for a reason. That's why you named it that. <laughs> yeah, like like if you lie under the car on a creeper, you can see the roof. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, that, it's that rusty, you know. Like like it's it's not a nice car. But that said, even if it was a decent car, I'd still two J swap it because there's nothing special about a big block Mopar. Right. Know? Right. Like, is it? A I, bad I would go a step further. There's nothing special about almost any car. There's not a lot of stuff out there that I would that i would say like is again like i revert back to it's all metal and plastic at the end of the day like what is it, it, nothing sacred it, i'm with you there but but i'll say this like some things are more interesting than other things and i don't care who you are um a big block mopar cool motor yeah. makes power it's great it's v8 rubble however this inline six perfectly balanced bulletproof engine makes nearly 200 more horsepower right. and weighs less and has a sound you don't get out of big block Mopar. So to me, that's more interesting. And, um, and the example of when things are a little less interesting than others is the guy I got the $500. And by the way, the long block was $500. Um, the guy I got the 500 long block from was like, Hey, let's take the big block Mopar and put it in a Mark IV. And I'm like, see, that's not interesting. No, it's... That's that's not an improvement. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, you're not improving that car. And, and I'm not doing these things just for the sake of pissing people off. You know, when it happens, okay, the fact that you guys are angry about it, that makes me happy. Yeah, but that's not why I did it, you know? Like, like I put the Hemi in Blasphemy because the Hemi is a really interesting boat. Right, you know? And the fact that it made people angry, it's a byproduct of it. And there's some fun in that. I'm not going to stick the 383 that I took out of that charger in a Mark IV Super. That's making the car worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's not making it better. You know? so, so I got to ask, when you fired that thing up, because I've experienced this before with other cars, and I'll give you my example. Was it like a looking at it, but hearing 2J sounds? Is it a like my ears and my eyes, like this isn't right? Am I, they, for a second there, you're like, this shouldn't be, I shouldn't be hearing this sound emitting from that car. It's like poorly, it's like watching poorly dubbed over Kung Fu movies. Like this isn't right. Is yeah, it? That's exactly why I did it. The visual does not match the audio. And that's why I did it. My, in my brain, what I wanted to see was that thing drifting around. Uh, well, I'll tell you guys in October, I'm going to go race my car against David Freiberger's uh, general mayhem 68 charger. Oh, that's going to be awesome. And we're going to go to the Dirtfish Rally School and we're going to slide those cars through a forest on gravel. It's going to be amazing. And his car is going to be awesome. But when my car slides through the corner in frame, the visual will not match the audio. Exactly. Which is what I want to. Yeah, people are like, like, this is like said, dubbed over. Board. Like it was when, like the first season of Street Outlaws, I had like indie car sounds in Formula yeah, One. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's, I went. Uh, through uh, our, our friend Josh Kalis, uh, we went and saw, we watched the filming of the first, um, it was a Jim Connor 7, the one where the first, the Hoonicorn first came out in LA when, when Ken Block was just shredding LA. We watched him down there, like, and he was seeing that car in person. 
it fires up. It sounds like a NASCAR engine. It sounds like a Mustang. But when he starts grabbing gears with a sequential and you hear a V8 just going bah, 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 shifting like a sport bike, I'm like, yeah. that should not sound like that. I've never heard a V8 make that sound. This is playing tricks on me. That's that's exactly how that felt. So yeah, yeah, that was the best part about that car. Like, you know, if it was a fastback, that car would have been even cooler. Yeah. Um, but it didn't matter. He did it with a coupe because the noises it made and the performance, like that car. If you watch the, I think it's called Unicorn versus the World. If you yep. watch those videos, he's destroying a couple of eight-second cars on. Oh yeah. Uh, on asphalt you know um, it's the the performance is so impressive i've been in talks with uh, mr scotto and so they might potentially be filming on the east coast and if so i can hopefully go out and defend some eight second cars <laughs> good luck dude i know if dude. you got to go against an all-wheel drive car good i know luck. i've been talking like, I, to I, some buddies of mine that do uh like a lot of the no prep no prep around here like the back of the track no prep racing is real big and uh i've been talking to some friends of mine they're like yeah just put like 350 pounds in the trunk loosen the front and uh who's your co7s and then you'll be fine I'm like wait 350 pounds yeah. They're like yeah just get some sandbags and i'm like <laughs> you're putting bags of sand in the trunk of your car dude what are you gonna do if you wreck and they're like I never thought about yeah, that's, like, that's the part they don't they don't think about like none of it's no. bolted down you know yeah. like yeah, yeah. who's the guy with the uh is it a fox body that he made basically a giant lever off the back? joey heichel beater bomb yeah the, the, the butt hurt bar and the, he's he's smart and the suspension travel from, yeah it was like know, hell who Holy the cow. hell put he's like where did you get the polaris razor shocks for the front of your mustang yeah Dude. the extension on that car is insane and then but what i like what joey did is everybody's like kind of looked at it like that's not gonna work but if you think about it from a physics standpoint he doesn't have to put 350 pounds in the trunk if he can put it five feet behind the car and two feet above it he that's only has right. to put 75 80 pounds back there now he's not carrying that weight and yeah. when that thing's really good well like you said now his eight second car could still be an eight second car because he's not carrying like you said 350 yeah. pounds on the yep. back of it yep you know like, like blasphemy is an eight second car but good god if you go stick 300 pounds in the trunk it's not gonna run an eight second oh, i know i know and if i crash the oh the god. weight thing though i would think that you would in my head i would think that 350 400 pounds of weight would be much more detrimental than it is to a lot of these guys um and i understand it from a no prep standpoint but what was really eye-opening for me was the 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 big rim racing world so yeah. you know we went to, we haven't podcasted since i went to streetcar takeover so when i went to streetcar takeover at z max um my friend ira self i've been watching this dude he's boost doctor i yeah, don't know if I you watched ever, it. dude that car i've been watching ira race no joke since i was 15 years old first night i ever went to a drag strip he was there with this 79 corolla with a 13b and a steel sheet metal like mig welded intake he made himself with a holly carb and like a plate kit on the thing and it was running mid low sixes in the eighth it was ripping with a five speed um uh -huh. so this dude's a legend in my book like local legend everybody knows who boost doctor is so he showed up there on those 24 inch rims and he's got fucking gold's gym like bolted under the back of the car and it still is riding down the track doing like 880s out of the thing it's insane and uh People on the internet, because he does some grudge racing, most of the stuff is like no time, you know, and you're like, oh, you're giving away your time. You're, you're, you're disrespecting the grudge game. And he's like, 
what makes you think I'm showing my whole hand here? Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah, just, I, I wish they would show the times. Like I think the only time I agree with it, you know, in terms of not showing the time is if you're going to end up with a lead trophy, like if, if people find out what you're running and they're going to start stacking weight on you to yeah, for, yeah, parity, yeah. for parity, then I get why you're not showing it. But you know, like even watching like no prep Kings and stuff. Yeah. I want to know why they lost, you know, was it in the 60 foot to drive around? The right. Thing? And you sometimes can't see that, you know, you get a wind light, which is cool, but it would be great. I think like in those guys, cause they're basically, it, it's, it's, it is like, why is it no time if you're class racing? Essentially, you know what I mean? Yeah. For, for yeah. what like Ira does and they are. Doctor, he, he grudge races. I'll give him that. So he'll go out and run a big money race. So I can understand why they don't want to show their hand. Um, I have seen uh, what Ira runs. And if I said it to anybody, he would probably cut me for giving yeah. it out. And I'll just say it's, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I get it. That's, that's part of his hustle. You know? Yeah. And, and yeah, if, yeah. You're, if you're making money off of it, I get it. I'm also like, I don't want to race you unless I get your best. Right. You know? Right. At, at any given moment, I don't want to beat anybody unless that's everything they've got. Fuck that's them. that's, how that's I what I want. To, that's what I want to run you, you know. And uh, and so the no time thing for me, you know. We went uh, and did um, uh, the weekend or two weeks before streetcar takeover. Went and did a little like street tire shootout. It was a twenty-eight inch. Like had to be a DOT tire, uh, and we went and entered that. And um, the I'm, I'm, I don't care if everybody else knows what time I ran. A, I ran a five eighteen. Uh, in the eighth, wow. and um, I got my head cut off by uh, John Phillips, Turbo John. He's got his own YouTube channel. Shout out to him. Super nice guy. Saved my ass at Streetcar Takeover. But there are like some grudge dudes that enter that shootout. And like with the grudge game, what I've figured out with a lot of these guys are they, the argument that I've heard, I'm like, why do you do this? Like you argue and argue and argue and stipulate to death about who's getting what and I need this. And and they go, well, we just make one pass and we win, you know, $2,000, $5,000, whatever you go for in one hit. Like you're running your car five, six, seven rounds for three grand and we can do it in one run and be done. Like, yeah, I get that, but you can also lose that money in one run. Like I only paid a hundred bucks to enter this race. So, well, I, I, here's the thing. It's like, I've, I've gone drag boat racing where I've traveled. I think the furthest I went was I, I drove like 1500 miles. I got there and made two passes and uh yeah. and it was over and it was like i don't know about you guys but i like driving my stuff so yeah <laughs> unless unless you've got a motor where you're cycling aluminum rods out of it every 25 passes like I, i'd rather go race this stuff yeah and uh, yeah i i can completely relate to that because you know we drove across i mean it's not 1500 miles but we drove across the state to go to streetcar takeover and we got to the track we were there for 17 hours that day and we got one test pass one qualifying pass and one round of eliminations in. And when we did the math on it, there were over 60 cars in the street racer category. And they were going to split that into two 30 ish car fields. So I'm like, mm. dude, we're going to have to put seven quarter mile passes on this car in the heat. Like we're going to run this thing to death, but ended up, we only got one pass in eliminations and we hit curfew. So I was crushed. And then I was, I've never been so angry and so mad. You watched the video. You saw where it went yeah. 8.050. Yeah. I've never been so happy to win a race and get a new best 
and so absolutely just punch in the gut. And then when they call curfew, I was like, no way. Like the car's ready to go. Yeah. I was like, I should have gone and begged Justin Keith for one more. Like, hey, just let me slide in behind the small tire guys and just get one more in. Like, you have no idea how much this means to me. You know, and it's funny too. It's like, and my wife said something to me recently that kind of put it into perspective. You know, she's like, are you even going to remember this day five years from now? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, but I don't know if you don't get all worked up and amped up and passionate about it. You, you never get that close to begin with to that yeah. magic seven. And so, uh, I don't know. I get it. Like I totally get it. But you, I, I mean, you know how it is. Like I, like I literally had tears rolling on my face when I ran an eight. Uh, so I can't like when I run a seven, I'm 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 putting it out there for the universe. Like everybody can expect this. Like I'm gonna ball my eyes out. Like my my kid was just born. You know what I mean? Like the day my daughter was born, I'm gonna cry my face off because I've worked so hard for that. Like yeah, and that's what that's what's gonna make it special is yeah, you've put in the work, dude. Like this, yeah. but the the build up, like I'm tired of the edging. Like just let me go. Let's get there. <laughs> I don't know if edging is the appropriate word for that, but uh, wrong show. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I I've never even thought about a seven yet. How fast have you been thought, for me? Uh eight fifty-one or fifty-two or something. Yeah, it's like, it's tough with a stick. But well, people were asking me, you know, they're like, are you gonna come back and run it at Drag Week again? And I was like, nah. You know, I'm like, it, for me, I just want to learn more. And there's a bunch more I can learn with that car, but what's the point? They're not going to let me go any faster. At driving. Right. Right. Um, and so it's part of the reason why I haven't gone out of my way to put the thing back together. Cause it's, it's broken right now. As I'm like, ah, there's, there's no point to it. There's, there's so many things like I have parts in that car right now that are going to make it faster yeah. that I haven't even, I haven't even tested yet. Yeah. And, um, and there's a couple of different ways of looking at that. Like I could not beat on the motor so hard to still run an 850 that I'm okay. That's mildly interesting. But if I turn the thing loose, I think I can run a seven in that car. Right. Um, the only place I can do it is if I rent a track and be by myself, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at too with it. Like I know streetcar takeover, they're going to kind of like turn the blind eye with, cause I'm, I'm just where you're at too. It's sort of the 850. So yeah, when I was watching your video, I was like, how is he making hits in this thing? Like they, they just, they don't care. Huh? Yeah. I, dude, I'm, that's, I'll, that's cool. When I went through tech, they looked at it because at ZMAX, it's NHRA tech inspectors. And they're like, oh, you actually made an effort because I had a chassis tag and everything. And they're just like, all right, cool. Have a good day. They didn't ask what it runs or anything like that. So um, yeah. and they didn't really follow up with anything. I'm not saying that's the right thing to do because I'm usually a tremendous advocate for safety. And my safety program is already above and beyond what a standard 850 car would be. And I've told myself um, that once I get a 7, I want the car to run a seven as it sits before I up. Cause if, if I'm going to redo the chassis to run quicker than 850, I'm redoing the whole thing. It, it's all coming out. I'm doing a 25, three slash two on the thing. Molly cage, like revamp yeah. the whole car, you know, but I don't want somebody, this is kind of stupid and it really is for my own ego, but I don't want somebody to say like, Oh, you built a pro mod to run sevens. You couldn't do it before. No, I want to show like the way I drive that car on the street. Cause like, there's, it's pumpy 85. There's no difference other than reaching back and opening the CO2. That's the only thing I do when I get to the track. That's um, impressive. Yeah. So that's just for my own 
ego and uh and i guess just to brag about it is i want the i want a seven second street car as it sits yeah. uh so i said once i get that seven second time slip in my pocket i'll dial it back and then I'll, I'll slow down well not slow the car down but maybe just stick to eighth mile racing until we do 25 three slash two chassis on the car and, and kind of revamp it so i've been talking with eric yost and, and big and trying to figure Smart out a time to get the yeah trying to figure out a time to get the car to him and um you know cut everything out of it and redo the whole chassis i bought a i bought a whole nother car i saw that to swap everything over to but i just i've had that car my car for almost 21 years now like i can't bring myself to it's we've been through some shit together you know it's been one of the yeah. few constants in my life so yeah. i can't bring myself to I, I i sat there i sat out here in the garage staring at the two cars side by side and i was like okay how much of it has to be my car to still be my car you know like i can just swap the body panels and cut at the firewall and and then I just couldn't bring myself to do it. So yeah, I, I think the soul isn't the same, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Which is contradictive like, uh, to what we just talked about, about bastardizing cars with motors that didn't come with, but <laughs> here's a good example. Like, uh, I had a mini truck, um, that was a 97 Toyota Tacoma. It was turboed and it was a fun truck. And I got rid of it at one point. And anyway, somewhere along the line, whoever owned it totaled it like bad. And the pieces of it ended up in another mini truck that's now for sale. And if you look under the cowl, you can see the paint job from my old truck and the motor, I think from my old truck is there, but that's it, you know? Yeah. And so I had a moment where I was like, oh man, I kind of want this thing, but I'm like, that ah, ain't my truck. It's not the bed. It's not the cab. Like it's not the interior. It's not, it's really, it's not my truck anymore. Yeah. It's just, and it's, as soon it's, as I, since I told myself that I stopped caring and I was like, eh, you know, yeah, you, just, know what I, you know, what? I, sorry, go ahead. It's such a gray area. Like where's that, that threshold? Cause if you had that truck and you wrecked it and then you put it back together, you'd be like, Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Truck. So if I was the one that did all that to it, yeah, put yeah. all these other parts on it, still my truck, you yeah. know? Uh, so yeah, there's, there's no, like you said, it's very gray. What I would like to see happen. Um, and this is one reason why I won't, I won't update the chassis on blasphemy. Um, there needs, I think, to be an ADO cert. SFI and HRA, they all need to get together and make an ADO cert because horsepower is too easy to get these days. Right. And there's too many fast street cars that can dip into the sevens, but would probably be pretty happy running eight flat um, rather than 850. And so, yeah, if there was a, a cert that you could do that maybe didn't have the driver containment yeah. But it had everything else, the underfloor bracing, you know, the bracing behind you. If it had everything but maybe the funny car containment area where you could drive around on the street and not feel like you're going to bang your head off the bars yeah. in an accident. Like that, I would totally be interested in that. Because like right, my Cadillac right now, I'm struggling with that build because I almost did a 25.5 cage in it. And then I was like, but that's not what I want this car to be. You know, mm -hmm. I want, I, but I, I'm building that car because I want, a car I can stick all my friends in or my family and cruise down the street and then turn it loose at a drag strip, you know, when I feel like, yeah. and, uh, and if you put a funny car cage in it, it's, you can't get in the backseat of that Cadillac, no matter how big that car is. Yeah. No, it makes, it makes total sense because the having gone from, cause that was the original goal for the car. I built the car around the drag week rule set. I was like, this is an event that I want to do so bad and that's what i built the car to do was run an 850 and when i got the 850 i'm like this is the best thing ever and then 
Um, we went out and ran the car a, a, a few times after that and got some significantly quicker eighth mile times. And then we went to Darlington in December for a private test session. And the car went like a, I'm trying to think of it, like a 5.30, 5.20. And then I was like, okay, can we run it out to the quarter? And they're like, sure, we'll turn the clocks on. And they glued the track and it went at 8.12. And I was like, that was entirely yeah. too easy like, yeah. <laughs> to go from 50 to 12. But I didn't realize that, I mean, I had kind of overbuilt the car. And, but now, I've, now I see like how much harder it is. And I, I always tell people this, like um, I think a lot of people think, going from 850 to 80 is like just oh it's just it's right there i can just turn it up a little bit and i'm bam half a second no big deal but do five tenths it's not the same as going from 1250 to 120 or 12 uh, to 1150 like you're not chasing tents at that point you, what you got to really look at i think is like the mile per hour that you have to chase because that's that's a almost a 20 mile an hour gap between an 850 and an 80 790 car which yeah. is crazy to pick up 20 miles an hour yeah, so, and depending on what you're driving, you may not want to do it. Like, yeah, um, like, like you said, like in blasphemy, the jump from nine seconds to eight fifty was literally an anti roll bar in the back of that car. Yeah, the motor was already turned all the way up; it had nothing left. The motor still has nothing left. However, there's so much sitting there in ET and the sixty foot of that car mm -hmm. and the first half of the track. That I have no doubt if I turn the wick up on the motor like it always is, it will run a bottom eight. But where? Apparently, I need to go streetcar takeover because they don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. I'll say. Well, yeah, it's coming to Atlanta here soon. Is have it? you been? To, have you been to a streetcar takeover event? No, I've just watched the videos. Oh, they're they're great, man. Um, I've watched that, and I've I watched a lot of that. I've watched a lot of watched to watch a lot of the FL2K and TX2K yeah. and the and the World Cup, which is where everybody money shifts. I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. quite, quite figured that one out yet. <laughs> one, I, I, one two one. Yeah, I like I uh, who's I talking to? I was talking to Jay Mar from Real Street Performance the other day, and because he's been there a bunch, and I was like. What is it with Honda guys going one two one, or worse than down track, throwing it in reverse somehow? Yeah. I'm like, and he was describing how the transmission works in those cars, and I was like, okay, I was like, wow, like there was one last year that I think all four wheels came off the ground when the guy did it. He yeah, was near yeah. the top end of the track. Like, it was gnarly. Well, you're a member of that yeah. club. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know why I did it. I I completely understand how I've done it. Um, which uh, not to bring up old shit, but uh, you, if you ask the you know, it's the manufacturer, I'm oh, it's impossible. That never break, happened. Breaking the laws of physics with my shifter, but I, I did it. <laughs> yeah, somehow uh, you divided by zero. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, I I, I felt great about it. I did. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, I got Brian Ekstrom's in the comments uh, talking about um, hey, 2018 Brian. in my drag. You know Brian, um, mm -hmm. the bearded wonder from Minnesota. So yeah. super good dude. He's the one who gave me when 2018 yeah, no, in, in, in Bristol, uh, when I torched a cylinder head, he's the one I was walking across the parking lot and I never met him in my life. I'm walking across the parking lot with my head hung low. Like we just killed my car and all my chances at doing anything in drag week. Cause all I wanted to do in 2018 was I want to run an eight at every track and I want to get into crazy eight shootout. That's yeah. what I wanted to do. And we went 863. I think it was at, at Bristol. Oh no, 871. And 
my that crystal that was really good my coolant overflow the catch the, the catch can i have the vent purged to the windshield so if it fills that thing up with water whether it pressurizes anything it sprays on the windshield and i know hey stupid you just heard it so thousand feet water hits the windshield i'm like shit that's not good and the car just <laughs> lays over and i'm like i don't see coolant coming out and it just dies and so it torched the cylinder head and the reason was um i got Bosch 210 injectors and the day before in Zmax, when you and I chatted, uh, I was running low on E85 because I was swapping between pump gas and E85. And uh, Biggin brought me, he's like, I got some C85. I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll take it. So I put 10 gallons of C85 in the car. What I didn't realize is that car has that MTBE additive in it that is not compatible with the Bosch 210 injector. So oh. the pentals and the internals on the injector swell up and it leaned the motor out towards the cylinder head. So uh, I put a hole in the cylinder head. We could stick a pinky through. And then um, Matt Aruda, who was a dude, he has the uh, Turbo LS Volvo. I don't know if you remember that car. Yeah. yeah. Um, he and his buddies, his buddies were like, hey, we got a pair of junk 5.3 heads sitting in the back of a truck. They've been back there forever. You want them? I'm like, yes. So mm -hmm. we put them on there. The, uh, the valve stem seals wouldn't work with my springs. So we had to put it on there with no valve stem seals. No valve seals on it whatsoever. No friction. Yeah. So, <laughs> bought that on there, but I had to make a run to the parts store. I had just broke, I snapped the, uh, the, the coolant temp sensor off in the head, trying to put the car back together. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, could this get any worse today? I'm walking you across still, the park. You still beat us out of there. Yes. Yeah. 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 Guys, I, I remember <laughs> you were doing this and you guys were I racing were, up the hill and we're like, later. Yeah. Our car's like, puffing oil smoke. <laughs> we were still waiting to get our uh, donor motor out there yeah. outside the gate. When you yeah. Guys you guys had just towed it outside of the gate. But I come walking across the parking lot and Brian and uh, Brian's like, oh, like the, the Southern Canadian accent that he has. He's like, uh, you look like uh, you could uh, use some help there, bud. And I'm like, I need a ride to the parts store. And he's like, well, hop in. Let's go. And he just, Took me to the parts store. Never met the dude in my life. So, shout out to that dude. He uh, saved our day that day. And the Australians. Those Between Brian and the Australians, those dudes absolutely saved our asses. And we fixed the car, drove it through the night, all the way back to Atlanta on six cylinders. Because this dipshit didn't tighten down two rockers. <laughs> well, you had a lot going on in your mind. That yeah, yeah. That was the worst drive ever, too. Like, oh, we, uh... That was horrible. That was probably the most dangerous and closest I think I've come to dying on a highway before. Because you, so you left. It was insane. We were, sta we were standing there waiting for a, a manager of an O'Reilly Auto Parts store to bring us a donor 350 for a Newburn's car. And we thought he just had it at home on a stand. And no, as it turned out, it was in his Camaro. So that dude had to get off work, go home, cut the exhaust off the car, rip the motor out and bring it back to Bristol. We didn't start the motor swap till like 10.30 at night. It was nuts. And uh, I think it was at 1.30 in the morning, we all loaded up and hit the road. And uh, and to get back to Atlanta Dragway, we had to go over a mountain in yeah. fog and rain. And they were dynamite blasting the mountain. A lot of it was closed, like the roads. Like, it was it was gnarly, dude. We well, it was crazy. Was, was, so we went from Tennessee to North Carolina to South Carolina, to Georgia. It was four states in, in one night. I looked at Scott and I was like, I don't know. I don't have a clue what state we're in right now. I think I have no idea. Yeah. I was literally, we had to hold the, the, the lights on the dash were like on my switch panel were like blinding me. We, and Scott's like 
taping over the lights because I couldn't see out of the front windshield between the rain and like the mountain road with like no indications or no markings. I was like, oh, there's a barrel. Let me put the mirror as close to that barrel as I can because yeah. I think that'll get us through this. Man, that was that was probably one of the sketchiest drives. At one point, I, I we're cruising and we're going down a hill. And I put it in neutral. And I shut the car off. I'm like, you hear that? And he goes, no. And I go, exactly. There is nothing out here, like nothing. Yeah. Pitch fucking oh, black. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah, we went down that mountain in the rain without wipers, towing a trailer with blasphemy, <laughs> and just yeah, like and falling asleep. Like I couldn't stay awake. We finally pulled into like a rest stop, and and I was like. Everybody set up, set an alarm. Thirty minutes, we're back on the road, and because um, we like last week was fine, we mm-hmm. stuck around to fix Dave's car, and then uh, you know my goal was to finish, you know, and um, and I'm like we're we're going to make it back. I I want to finish this deal, but the way it all worked out time wise is we just had to go straight there. Yeah. Like um, we got to the track. We were almost to the track and Newburn lost like his third alternator in the week. And so we were like <laughs> half an hour from the track. It's like 10 in the morning. We're broke down the side of the road again. You know, like by the time we got there, it was like 11 or 12 in the afternoon. And we just got there. We hadn't been to the hotel. We hadn't showered. We still had to make a pass, you know, but I have a damn roots blower on that car. So I'm like putting bags of ice all over the blower, trying to cool it off because we'd just been driving for three hours. And uh, I don't think we made a lick until like, two in the afternoon like it was almost over when yeah. i finally made a pass in 2018 and uh, and then i got greedy because you know we made a pass we had second place locked up but i realized i was like two hundredths of a second out of first or something something really small and yeah. i was like we can we can do this you know and so we put the party pulley on it and then i money shifted it yeah <laughs> i've stayed on the line the for that one <laughs> that was the end of uh the motor and drag week for me Damn. well I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to it. I am too. I, I think like like what you said, that's also part of the reason to go back to what you were saying oh. before, why I don't really want to take my car because I don't want to slow it down. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah. that doesn't, I don't know. It, it's, it's weird because all the drag week classes have become basically index racing, especially the 850 categories. And yeah, that's uh, index racing just on paper sounds lame. I'd rather... And I don't know if it is index racing because it's not heads up racing, you know what I mean? But it's extreme testing into you know? So I, I know like you guys are really uh, secretive about it, but do you have any insight of the rule changes that are po- proposed for future? Because this is the last year for this rule set, right? No, I, I'd be surprised if they were like a massive overhaul, but nobody, nobody tells me anything. Which is why I miss registration most of the time. <laughs> I, I missed it this year. I, I didn't even know about it this year. Uh, and two years ago, three years ago, uh, I didn't know about it either. Um, it's just crazy because people are like, they're like, oh, they get a free pass. And I'm like, no, they. you guys don't understand. Because you came in on a standby one year, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. In 2018? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike, Mike Finnegan has to wait in line like everybody else at Drag Week. There is yeah. no such thing yeah. as a VIP at Drag Week. I have a lot of like really cool friends that work there, but they're pretty honest people, and yeah. um, and they don't care who I am. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I'll be honest, if you know me, I like it like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Because it would be we- it would be weird otherwise. Um, but no, they don't they don't share anything with me. I don't know the route. I don't know. They don't give me advance notice on registration. Um. And, uh, and I got to wait in line like everybody else and pay my $400 to get into this thing. Yeah. Um, 
And I so, think the uh, only rule change that I would like to see, because I don't know, street race small block is or street race power adder. Like I love that class, but combine small block and big block. There's no benefit yeah. to a big block. You know what I mean? There isn't. Because no, the small isn't. block class, when you look at the numbers, the small block class as a whole, on average, is substantially quicker than the big block class. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you're running a big block, you're probably smaller than those guys. Yeah, if, if, those guys the LS. if 850 is your cutoff and you can win it with a stock bottom I, bottom 5.3, Jason Deutscher, well, then there's no benefit to putting a big block in the car. I mean, there is, no. and reliability's sake, but you can still be competitive with if you want to ring your small block out. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And and if you're going to let an A gas car have a funny guard cage, you ought to let them in those other classes too. Because mm-hmm. um, for me at that point, it's not, a, you're not keeping things inexpensive, you know. Right. You can spend just as much money running 850s as a guy that's got something that'll go quicker. And um, Eric Yost brought up a good point too. Uh, methanol being allowed only in M1 when it's way cheaper than C16. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would allow that. I would totally allow yeah. methanol, um, especially these days. It's so popular now mm-hmm. and easier on parts. And it just, you know, these guys are, you know, they're selling you race fuel at the track anyway. So yeah. whether it's alcohol or leaded race fuel, uh, it's the same to me. Yeah, I paid a hundred and twenty dollars for like two ten or two five gallon pails of C eighty five, and it murdered my car. So, yeah. Well, Mike. Yep. We greatly appreciate you taking time out and, and, and joining us here today. This is, uh, I know, it was a last minute, uh, really odd hour of the day to do it, but uh, we are <laughs> super happy. That was my fault. It's the only time I could do it. I'm sorry. No, dude, totally cool. I'm retired now by the full beard, trying to get my trying to look like you, you know. Um, I got to put some gray in it then. I dye my beard. I'm not oh. gonna let the I'm not gonna let the first beard I grow be completely. Oh, gray. They don't make just <laughs> for men for gingers. I don't I don't have that benefit. But thank you, thank you. <laughs> well, uh, again, we we sincerely appreciate it. Logan says his regards. He had to go put out fires at work for because uh, he actually has a job, a real job, unlike well, you and I. That's um, admirable. So yeah, it's weird. Like the nine to five punch of the clock thing. I don't really understand it, but so make sure you guys follow, uh, you motor trend, make sure you guys are watching roadkill over there. You guys are on, it's the motor trend channel now on cable networks. You're filming yep. faster than Finnegan again. So it's been renewed for, this is going to be the third season. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing 12 episodes instead of six. Too. Sweet. So go watch Mike puts nitrous on everything whenever it comes out. <laughs> but now we appreciate it mike thank you very much thank you i'll see you